Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's happened in Jacksonville, Florida, and well beyond, of course. The slopes of Steamboat Springs to the chairs of Big Sky, Montana. Chairlifts, that is. To anywhere all around the globe, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Together again in studio. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Feels kind of awkward. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Feels right at home to me. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Not me. Doesn't happen very often. I like it. We like being on the road with the show. Hey, look what I got. What you got? Oh, no. Hoops? All right. We haven't done hoops yet. Hoops? All right. We haven't done hoops yet. And Zion's on the cup? Okay. But you know who could be in here? I mean, I assume John Moran, right? Is this, uh-huh. is this like the, the rookie card edition? This is. Okay. This is. Okay. So, I, I, since you didn't make it yesterday, I felt like you needed a pack to open or something. No, I appreciate that. Well done, Brent. Yeah, you bet. We, uh, we needed it. Casey really needs it. Needs to get his fix, too. No, for sure, man. We're addicted. We're fiending over here. It's been a while. By the way, survived the day after the gum. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Right All right. I've had no ill effects. Nice. Yeah, that you know of. Yeah, you yeah. Think that could I happen mean, like long could, term. Yeah, this could be one of the one of the, the like the long deaths, as they call it. You know, we'll see. You're gonna be the headliner for one of those commercials. It's like, did you chew the gum from the 1980 tops yep. packs? Yep. You might be eligible for a compensation. Yeah, oh, I like that. Class action. Yeah, one of those commercials. <laughs> What's the question? Like, was there like a warning label that says don't consume gum after a certain amount of time? I you didn't probably see didn't that. read it. Oh, you didn't. I mean, did you look to read though or not? Um, no. Okay. Well. Yes, uh, yes, I did. Okay, that's, yes, I there didn't we see go. it. There we go. Did not okay. see it. I was looking for it. That's so the answer we're looking for. Edit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I even said, I was like, like I was telling the kids, or no, it was actually, um, uh, kids had a buddy over, and he likes, Henry, he's been to the card shop before, over there at Devoli's House of Cards, and, and he collects. And he was actually looking at a Tiger Woods rookie yesterday he was bidding on, and um so I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I ate a piece of gum from the 1989 top set. I was yeah. like 33 years old. And Ty, like, looks over, because Ty's like this wise old man sometimes. Like, he acts like he's, like, 84. Sure. And uh, he's like, like, he swallowed it? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. It's like, simply, like, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. without telling me, like, I'm an idiot, he's basically like, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what we felt about it, too. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we we're, 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 like, we're I mean, about it, it dissolves just... so quickly, though. Like, it would have been like, I need the trash like, can just to spit everything out. Was it kind of like sand? Like, just kind of like, just grainy? Yeah. yeah. Gross. So, I mean, you really would just have to, like, and we're on air, so I didn't want to be gross. So I just took one for the team. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. By the way, chewing gum is very best eaten within four to six months of its manufacturing date. <laughs> So you were probably only... Dead, so what happens if it's like 30 years after the fact? <laughs> 32 I mean, can you get late. sick off it? And by the way, is that considered chewing gum? Yeah. Is that, is that, Even something in 89, else? was it considered that, chewing that, gum? something else completely, man. Uh, well, we're doing all right for now. Yeah. So we'll make it for now. I don't know what, that, what I have Time to pass. Time will tell. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Let's, uh, right? let's see how that digestion process is working here. Uh, anyway, uh, hey, we want to talk a little bit about today. Is the uh, quest for a stadium for the Jacksonville Jaguars? They released um, an email. I thought it was just season ticket holders. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It's actually I've been told it was like hundreds of thousands of people that they released this survey to. Mm-hmm. And so basically, the process started on this like a couple years ago. But we're in the processing part of a stadium renovation, most yeah. likely in Jacksonville, uh, and. 
also most likely the Jags would be the last ones in the NFL to do it. Yeah. You know, comparatively yeah. to the rest of the league. And and really, I want to have a. This isn't like should they do it? How much taxpayer dollars? Like I, I'm not smart enough to know the taxpayer dollar part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I understand it'll probably be part city money, part shotgun money, part whatever money. Like I get it. Um, but I really just want to talk about like what do we need to see in the stadium? What's the process of it? And is it an exciting thing? Is this could this be really an exciting next five to eight to ten years for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. And I know when we talk to Jags, we don't always talk from a positive standpoint of, oh, this could be really good, right? I mean, the last 15 years, we've had one chance at that. Mm-hmm. And every other time the hope and the hype machine got turned up, it, it was kind of disappointing or, well, very disappointing. But could this be a stretch in time for the Jags that, and really the city of Jacksonville, too, that could be really good? Yeah, uh, from Trevor to Stadium to downtown to the rest. So no, I mean I ended up taking the survey. It was oh, you it did was take very thorough. Yeah, yeah. I said um, put more egg rolls in the egg, but and in the press box. So that was cool because there's other there's a couple other ones. Others. Yeah, and I said, can you please put more egg rolls in the press box? Because those were a fan favorite. And you, I, I wasn't there this year when they had them. I guess whole oh, there's a whole lot of French toast sticks, which is fine. But I'm more of an egg roll guy, so Listen. yeah, I, I took the survey and kind of you know displayed my pleasure a little bit. Hats off to the, uh, and I know not not everybody gets a media pass around here, but half hats off to the folks um, in in the press box because the food I thought got ramped up like tenfold. This oh wow! Year. Oh wow! Nice tenfold. Ten, tenfold, huh? Oh yeah, tenfold. Not lying. Okay. I don't know if my media brethren. the media brethren will uh, the, agree with me, but with, I with the French toast sticks. Even more than that, better. Did okay. you just have te- did you just no, have they, French toast sticks? Because we had like three weeks of French toast sticks. <laughs> what, what, what's your fi- no, we, we, we did though, and that's fine. Oh, that's that. Maybe just the time. Oh, here, here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was much. Because you were there, weren't you? One one game. Uh, yep. And what did you have? French toast sticks? Oh no, I wasn't up there. No. Sir. Oh no, you weren't there. Okay. That's why I was gonna bring you French toast sticks. I came, I came, I came to a game. Yeah. I was gonna bring you some. That's right. And you're like, yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Anyway. We'll get to the stadium in just a, a moment. How about Bruce Arians? Yeah. I mean, the Bucks just breaking news. The breaking news Bucks. It's wild. Very wild. What are we doing? What, what's going on here? Dude, Tom just, Brady and Bruce Arians can't make up their mind? I mean, they had the whole offseason to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there was the rumor before Tom Brady retired because he got in a little disagreement with Bruce Arians. Yeah. And, 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 and you wonder if there's some truth to that now. Yeah, is there like that's a conspiracy theory out there, right? That he could end up like with Miami, and and there people say that. Well, yeah, that, that's another one. But the, the whole the whole thing was why Tom Brady retired in the first place was because him and Bruce Arians got in a huge debate about who was calling the playbook and like who was running it and everything. Yeah, and and also yesterday, Tom Brady had a terrific note to Bruce Arians. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. So of appreciation and thanks and everything else. So that was well-crafted if this is true. What do you buy into it? Do you really think that exists? Do you think Bruce Arians went to the front office because of something like that now that Brady came back? Yeah. Do you think Brady is long for Tampa Bay, or do you think it was just time? Keep in mind, Arians, 69 years old. What's yeah. he got left to do? And he he has been really one of the the chief pioneers in the NFL of promoting diversity on his staffs, so if you go back to Arizona and, and in Tampa. And he had a chance now with Brady coming back, which I can also buy into this, to hand over the football team to Todd Bowles, who many people believe is a very good coach, but his resume with the Jets obviously didn't get it done. Yeah. And now hand over the keys to the car with Tom Brady driving it, which puts him in a position to be successful. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different ways to go here on the Arians front. 
I think I'm being I'm taking the more naive route. Yeah. And saying he's 69, he gets to take a step back. He hands the keys to Bowles, can be successful. He's got a good staff in place. He's comfortable with what he's done. I'm buying that, and I like conspiracy theories, by the way. Yeah. But I would think I'm buying that more than the others. Well, then that's like what Ian Rappaport, you know, kind of broke, is the fact that it was always Bruce Arians' dream to pass his team on to uh, one of his assistant coaches and to leave it in great shape. I think when Tom Brady left, Bruce Arians kind of thought like he had to stay behind just because – I mean, I think Bruce Arians has been ready to go. But I think when Tom Brady retired, he didn't want to put it in Byron Leftwich's hands or Todd Bowles' hands because you didn't know what you had, right? I mean, who are you going to go with? You're going to go with Trask? you going to Bland Gabbert? you picking somebody in the draft? So I felt like Arians is trying to stick around as long as he could to try to make sure that the ship is right for, you know, the next guy to step in and take over. And if Brady wasn't going to be there, I'm not sure if that ship was ready. Now that, you know, Tom Brady has returned – um, you know, and now they're, they're, they signed a whole slew of guys just because they want to play with Tom Brady. I think the team is much better off. And Bruce Arians said, okay, well, now it's my time to walk away. Let me pass it on to my predecessor and let me ride off into the sunset. Still be a part of the franchise, but now in a lower capacity, obviously. Yeah. Has anyone reported that Byron Leftwich was almost the coach of the Bucks? Oof, yeah. Um, that didn't happen. That's another narrative, though. Like, why not Byron Leftwich? It's like... Well, there's no choice between Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles there, is there? I mean... I think there should be. I mean, Bowles has been a coach before and didn't go so well. I know, but did you see, like, the list of quarterbacks he had? I mean, Bowles is highly... I think he's very highly thought of. He's the elder statesman of Leftwich. Listen, I'm a fan of Leftwich. Mm -hmm. If they had hired Leftwich, I I would be all behind it. Mm -hmm. I I see a lot of good things with Byron Leftwich. But I can't also deny the fact that the Jags essentially were the only ones that really were look to be interested interested in Byron Leftwich this offseason where a lot of folks were getting interviews and a lot of jobs were open mm-hmm. and a lot of people were going through the, the process and so I guess I'm just not surprised at all that he handed the keys to Bowles instead of Leftwich uh, I'm a little surprised just because like I said Bowles has done this before um, I, I think in terms of Brady coming back, you have to be an offensive-oriented team. And I think if you have a head coach who is offensive-oriented, like a Bruce Arians, um, that helps things out as well. I think, you know, bringing a defensive-minded guy now as your head coach could maybe change up the culture a little bit, could change up the dynamic. It shouldn't because essentially all your pieces are still there from, you know, when you've had success. So nothing should change too much. But I, I think the, the easier transition would have been to have Byron Leftwich be the head coach and then Todd Bowles, you know, respectfully be a defensive coordinator um, and maintain his title. Yeah, and by the way, it appears that those two are very close anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think a good working relationship and, and then obviously there's a domino effect on their staff. Uh, somebody else brought up a good point. Uh, Mike Caldwell. I mean, did, did he miss out now coming over to Jacksonville? Would have been defensive coordinator, I would assume, right? Yeah. Uh, under Todd Bowles. Uh, is he kind of looking at this situation like, hmm, <laughs> did I, mean, I make I'm the sure, right choice? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's thinking about it, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to strike when the iron's hot. And, and you know, he, he made the decision. I don't think he's going to regret it by any means. I mean, I don't think anybody foresaw Tom Brady coming back, number one, and then obviously, two, Bruce Arians saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to walk away when, you know, we're right before the draft. So I, I'm sure he would like to stay in Tampa Bay, but he's in Jacksonville. I don't think he minds it. Um, yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, he's got his opportunity, right? Yeah. And he's got his own footprints, fingerprints, everything. Mm-hmm. He's got the, he can craft it the way he wants to craft it. I would think if you took over for Todd Bowles' defense at this time, you're kind of still doing things Todd Bowles' way, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so you're still, although defense coordinator in name, and maybe a better chance to win, right? Well, yeah. not really, maybe. Uh, definitely a better chance to win, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bowles signs, like, a five-year deal. What's the future of the Bucks? 
I mean, it seems like everything right now is hinging on Brady. Okay, Brady, I don't know what the Bucks were, to be honest with you, without Brady coming back. I mean, I think, you know, they, they still could have been a playoff team possibly because they do have talent all around Brady. They, they have a very solid defense. Um, so the, they're, they're a good team. I think maybe they could have squeaked in the playoffs, but obviously having Tom Brady now just, I mean, it just propels them um, to possible Super Bowl status. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I, I don't disagree, but now I wonder next offseason, is he done, and then where are the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? I mean, it all depends on free agency these days because, I mean, Russell Wilson goes to Denver, and all of a sudden Denver could be a Super Bowl contender. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers did his thing. Um, it, 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 it's like a turnstile in terms of if you have the right team and all he needs is a quarterback – Sometimes they can find you a quarterback right away to come in and fill in. Well, and maybe, I mean, really Tom Brady might have helped them so much because they did not have to go give up a bunch of capital or whatever. Now, they might have, maybe he didn't because maybe they do get in the sweepstakes for a guy like Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. And then, all right, that's pretty good. Um, now, he helps them to the point where this isn't a quarterback-heavy draft. Doesn't look like you've got your next guy. Yeah. So I doubt the Bucks will spend a pick on the next guy. Instead, they'll just help the current guy and try to win once again. And one last hurrah after last year's one last hurrah, it felt like. But maybe the QB classes get better the following year for a team like the Bucks to be able to invest in their future quarterback. Or by that time, maybe you know a little bit more about a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. who then becomes available next offseason, not off shoulder surgery, somebody like that. So it uh, would have been really interested to see what the Bucks had done if Tom Brady didn't come back mm-hmm. and where they would have w- gone with a guy like Gabbert or even Trask, mm-hmm. and especially if this transpired and Arians later would retire. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, because Arians likes Gabbert. I'm not sure Todd Bowles is a big fan of Gabbert, right? No, for sure, for sure. We, who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, I mean, we have no idea. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, one would think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this up-and-coming season uh, are going to have some pretty solid success as long as everyone can stay healthy. And if that's the case, well, that's good for Byron Leftwich as well because now, you know, another season, maybe another playoff run, another season where Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady, that's only going to help propel Byron Leftwich into the, the coaching ranks and probably get some more interviews after the season. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, be really interesting to see. the. I think the Bucks are very interesting to project forward. One, you don't know how will Bowles be. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Byron Leftwich end up next year if they're successful again? Uh, where is Tom Brady's mind at? Is this one last, you know, victory lap, or yeah. is it I'm going to play until I'm 46 and I'm going <laughs> to pull uh, a Brett Favre and decide every year whether I really yeah. want to retire? Yeah. And and then who's the future quarterback? So the Bucks are fascinating, but I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, which I'm not. But if I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, I'm pretty pleased with the way it is right now, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty seamless transition. Like I got to believe Bucks, like. You know what I thought about yesterday? I think if any organization had hired Todd Bowles, maybe excited because a new coach, maybe excited because the situation you're in, he wasn't in an unbelievable situation when he was with the Jets. He is very much appreciated around the league for his defensive prowess, Mm -hmm. you know, and as as a man that he is. So I think he's very well respected. But I'm saying from a fan base. (laughs) I'm saying from a fan base (laughs) perspective. I'm not so sure. That uh, I'm not so sure you'd be excited about a Bulls hire. And so Tampa, right now, they get a chance. They don't care. They've got Brady coming back. Like, if you were named the coach of the team, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm. They've got Brady coming back. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's it's like, it's not even, it's like, okay, Bruce Arian said, this is cool. Yeah. And we're going to believe him. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I don't care if he's right or wrong. We got Brady. 
No, of course. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a really interesting spot to be for Tampa, where somebody else you you get left at the altar like this on March whatever, you know, late March, you're like, no, oh, wait a minute now, we're, we're in trouble. One could say this year it might be the easiest coaching, I guess, I guess, opening that you would have. Um, yeah, I, I mean, because just you have the experience there. Um, you have the veteran leadership. You obviously have Tom Brady. I mean, everything's in play t- to make a run. Now, the, yeah, it's still going to be competitive, and you still have to, you know, hit the right buttons and everything. But I'm just saying, on paper, heading into training camp, yeah, you don't really have to do that much when you have Tom Brady on your team. Uh, the cap is not real for the Los Angeles Rams as they signed uh, Bobby Wagner a oh. minute ago to a five-year, $50 million deal worth <laughs> the up rich to get $65 richer. Million. And aren't they cutting up, like, Donald's deal and giving him a new one soon? Yeah, the sal- they salary cap's Stafford. not real. They just did that yeah. with Jalen Ramsey. I mean, how many Come guys on. can they pay? Come on, the salary cap's not real. People got to start. I mean, how many times do I talk about this? I know. I'm just telling you some yeah. more evidence for you. But, I mean, solid for the Rams. They, they got better. Bobby Wagner's still pretty dang good. I thought the, the Ravens were super interested in him. I would think they would be. Although, they don't, they don't have an M.O. of paying linebackers. They let them walk. Yeah. I mean, how much did Daryl Smith get? Yeah, not that not much. That kind of money. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, but the, what's his name? Went to the Jets. Like Mosley, oh, right? Oh, so Mosley. Really yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all right. Go ahead. Go get that yeah. money. We're not going to pay you that kind of money. Yeah. Very good player for him, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now he hasn't turned out to be that kind of player for mm-hmm. the Jets, but mm-hmm. he's very Ooh. good for them. So. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> um, the uh, Bobby Wagner was probably the best guy out there still in free agency. He lasted a long time on the free agent market. Yeah, I'd probably say he's the best guy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Bobby Wagner to the L.A. Rams. Five years, defense. $50 million. How about mm. the How about the defense in L.A.? Oh, yeah. In general, right? Yeah, the yeah, Chargers yeah. and the Rams? Yeah. Holy star power on defense. Real deal. And it's an interesting just the investment on defense by some of those premier teams when we talk about all the offense. We had this discussion yeah. a bit yesterday with the Jags, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about Trevor, 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 Trevor. Get him help, get him help. Yeah, it's a passing league. It's an entertaining league. It's all this. But the investment in defense is still pretty prime. Yeah. And I think the Rams and the Chargers, two teams that have a ton of talent already, are proving that. And yeah. I, I, I think I brought up the Raiders yesterday, right? Chandler Jones. It's just amazing. You take a team like the Rams, and then you take a team like the Jags, and you're like, my gosh, like just the roster difference feels so big. I'm not sure it's as big as it even feels yeah. because the name power is so strong. And, again, they're at two different times. Like, it, it's like a, a baby versus a, a teenager, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of where they're at. Yeah. And so if you project two years down the road, the Jags could look a whole lot better in two years than even the Rams. You know, mm-hmm. maybe some of these guys age out. They're not playing in their prime anymore. Uh, Stafford could be getting a little bit older. You know, and Trevor could be just coming into form. It's just a fascinating look here in 2022. It's like, holy cow, the Jags have a long way to go to catch up with a team like the Super Bowl champs. Man, can you imagine how boring Shock Your Mock must be in L.A. if you're, like, if you're <laughs> covering true. the Rams? Like, oh, That's I don't know. What, 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 you got a linebacker? Cool. Third round? Because you don't have any first, second round picks. All right, third round. Linebacker, wide receiver? <laughs> cool, whatever. Like, yeah, there's really no critiquing because, like, your, your team is set to make another run, and you just got better with Bobby Wagner. So, like... Dead, dead air. I, I, I went 30 <laughs> minutes early if I was doing Shock Your Mock in L.A. That's ridiculous. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Boring. Dead air. Dead air. In L.A. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Here's the thing. 
What about a new stadium in Jacksonville? And I don't mean a brand new one. I mean a renovated one. What's it look like? What's the next five, six, seven years in Jacksonville look like? And what does the stadium need to have to appease a fan base uh, and maybe taxpayers and the city and everything else? Uh, is it going to happen? Mm -hmm. A little stadium conversation when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. important for him to let his staff do their job, but also he's in a perfect situation like everyone talked about, whether it's Peter King, whether it's Mike Tannenbaum, and now Diane Rossini, he's in, a, he's in a perfect situation. you got a future head coach and offensive coordinator, Byron Left. You have a Hall of Fame, first ballot, as soon as I retire, 24 hours later, and Tom Brady at the quarterback spot. When you have a coordinator and a quarterback, Everything else is on autopilot for him at that point. He can't possibly screw it up. If he screws it up, then that's because he can't coach. That's because he can't coach. Because everything is set up for success and not for failure. In New York, it was set up for failure. Well, that's true. I mean, that's Keyshawn Johnson talking about uh, Todd Bowles and the Buck situation. Uh, Keyshawn J. Max Kellerman every morning on ESPN 696 a.m. until 10 a.m. And I would agree with that. I mean, listen, uh, I'm not saying he's a bad coach if he doesn't, if they don't win the Super Bowl, but he's certainly set up for success. He was just, he has a chance now to reverse his resume. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the quarterbacks Todd Bowles has had over his time, I mean, it's just hadn't been very good. And so it's hard to win with those guys. You give him Tom Brady, and, and a lot of, I mean, Gus Bradley's record is going to look a lot better with Tom Brady. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a it's a little bit different sets him up pretty well and still could set up a guy see I, I'm just not surprised they picked Bowles over Leftwich here because it's it sets up Bowles to be the guy for the next five years and then kind of help his own cause going forward mm -hmm. and now be in the league for 20 years coaching mm -hmm. as a head coach but it also will set up Byron Leftwich to get that next job too mm -hmm. you know so I'm not sure Bowles is getting the next job if Left, which is the guy leading the team. He might, but yeah. I'm not sure of it. I guarantee you, if Tampa does well this year, Byron Leftwich is getting a job over the next couple of years. Yeah, it'd be crazy if he didn't. Right? Yep. So sure. I think it sets both up for success in reality. Hey, uh, a lot of folks in town got an email uh, today. Not just in town, by the way. Anywhere. You, if you've been to Jags games, <laughs> I think is really the story. But got an email on a uh, survey. Um, I thought it was just season ticket holders at first, but it's entitled Stadium of the Future. And I've understood that the Jags sent this to like over 100,000 people, closer to 200,000 people. Anybody who's been to a game before, mm -hmm. even concert before. And what it brings to light is we know the topic of a stadium is on the table. I'm Mark Lamping, president of the Jacksonville Jaguars, brought that up now going back some two years ago. And the process has been underway, the process is underway, and the process started two years ago when they brought in, I think it was the Haskell Group, to do a test on the stadium to say, okay, do we need to tear it all down, or is this structure sound enough to renovate? Kind of, I'm going to use this example, I'm not going to say it's exactly the same, but like Miami did recently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They put a big renovation together, and... Their stadium almost looks brand new, but it's not technically a new stadium. The Bills, meanwhile, are going for, what, like a $1.4 billion stadium, and that's going to be a brand new stadium. Like, they are ripping everything up and making it a brand new stadium. 
I think it's fascinating right now that this conversation is a conversation that probably started two years ago, and as Mark Lamping had mentioned to us, but they're inviting everybody to be a part of the process, Austin. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to stop with this email. I think it's going to continue with probably research groups, focus groups, and and other partners and um, as it goes forward. But we're going to watch this whole process unveil itself for the next three, four, five, six years, whenever they put a shovel in the ground, whenever they finally finish, um, if it happens. And I'm very bullish on it happening, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my point of view right away, right off the top. I'm bullish on this thing happening yeah. at some point. Yeah, I mean, you'll be a lot of people uh, steak dinners, I think, in what, two years, three years? Well, probably that's for the draft stuff. Four years, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they would have to rebuild some stuff to well, get my, that, right? Well, they don't need to rebuild the stadium to host the draft. Okay. But now I'm getting concerned that I'm going to be buying Ruth's Chris dinners because the stadium is being built, and that's going to interfere with my timing. Oh, of having the draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got you. So now I'm a little concerned about that. But if it means a new stadium and downtown looks awesome and the Jags are winning and stuff like that, I'll buy the Roots Chris dinners. Whew, they ain't giving those away, though. You know, but uh, it's dinner for eight, by the way, Yeah, is the uh, plan. Yeah. If um, if we don't have the draft here by 2027. That's what it was. 27? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which, by the way, is also when the lease expires Yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That wasn't part of the, my draft thing. No. Um, but... Maybe I can get, if I talk nicely about the stadium, I could get the Jags to move up their plans to host the draft. And then um, I don't have to buy dinner. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're a Trent bulky guy. That's got to help you out someplace. Yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't always have to come through the Venmo. No, for sure. For sure. Right. It, can come in, it can come in other ways. <laughs> so what's your, what's your view on a stadium? As a former player, as a yep. guy who obviously a part of this town and city and, and, and the organization, I mean, it's got to happen, right? Yeah, it absolutely has to happen. I just think the issue right now is is when you're trying to get people's input and boost their excitement for a new stadium, it's going to be lacking right now because of what you've seen on the field. I think Buffalo is able to do what they're doing is because, well, Buffalo has a Super Bowl contending team year in and year out, and there's an excitement. There's an intrigue in that city. Jacksonville doesn't really have that right now. Like, yeah, okay, there's intrigue, there's excitement, but, like, there's no, hey, we're excited to go to the Super Bowl kind of feeling like Buffalo has. So... When you're not having those conversations, when you're not having the conversations of winning a division, of going to the playoffs, of going to the Super Bowl, I honestly think it's really hard to get pumped up and get psyched when we talk about dollars and money going to a new stadium. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think the winning could certainly aid this in a big-time way. I've, yeah. I've long talked about it. If anybody's ever heard me talk about from Lot J to downtown to other things, I'll bring up the New England Patriots, who were not very good for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they built a new stadium. At the same time, they're building Patriot Place, and they're winning, and mm-hmm. Tom Brady comes along, and everything goes together. Boom, just like that. I mean, it's a great stroke of luck really by the Patriots organization that everything came together at the same time. You bring up an interesting point with the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. where, by the way, the Bills had some, you know, they had some leverage play there with like a city like Toronto not too far away too. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the footprint that maybe the NFL would like to have and, and that city and, and the Pagulas have seemingly got the job done to the point where it looks like they'll build a new stadium, but it does come on the heels of winning and excitement. And that is a, a that is a, traditional base that that's what they got in buffalo they have hockey too but they got the buffalo bills right so um i think now i look at miami's renovation and i don't see that necessarily like i I don't see like hey they built up the hype train and they got this and they got that now they just did a renovation they built a they they 
had a big-time renovation. It looks good. Um, now, they do host other events, right? They're yeah. a big city town. It yeah. hosts, like, Super Bowls and NCAA championship possibilities and bowl games and the rest. So that may well, be factored in. See, and I think Buffalo is, is a great comparison to Jacksonville. Not much I live in Jacksonville than Buffalo. But, yeah, like, yeah you have the uh, the Sabres. But, like, the Sabres aren't – I mean, I don't know what ticket sales are like, but no one cares about the Sabres right now. No. Like, they're not good. You know, they're just they're, – they're kind of the bottom of the barrel. So, like, I don't think, like, the there's a, a rabid – you know, Sabres fan base by any means. So I think it, it is a good comparison between uh, a football town, a football city like Buffalo, and a football city like Jacksonville. Do you think it's important that it's uh, more renovation to hold down the costs in Jacksonville? Like, again, I, I'm not going to get too deep into the money part. I'm not smart enough to know that. But I do know this. It might be 50 to 60% of the money that a new stadium would cost, where L.A. is building $2 billion or $4 billion stadiums. Vegas is building like two and a half billion dollar stadiums and even in buffalo they're building a billion and a half stadium you get away from that word billion and it's probably beneficial to the organization and everybody else trying to yeah, yeah. legislate this and get it through i mean where i'm sitting like you know because it's different because i covered everything but like if i was just like a casual fan and i went to some games and all of a sudden there's talks of a new stadium what i know about this team i would feel much more comfortable just with renovations um, and a lot less of a, a of a cost than a brand new stadium. Now I understand there's always the risk of okay, you well then you're going to lose your team and all this, whatever. At the end of the day, like what I've seen on the field doesn't justify me spending a lot more money to try to get a new stadium. Uh, and until that time, I could come around to it. But based off what you know you've seen the past couple of years, I would much ra- rather set up the renovations. And if people got a problem with that, I mean maybe football's not your sport because you should be just cheering for this team to win first before we care about all the amenities of what a high class stadium can offer. Yeah, and I think again, I think the renovation is going to be fine. I mean, I think it's going to feel new. We're talking about down to the studs, the foundation, all that stuff. I'm to renovate rather. Than a rebuild because you think rebuild, then you could talk about different locations and things. Well, renovate, you know, it's going to be downtown. You got all the other work going on downtown, the plans on downtown. And see, that's where I think it gets a bit exciting. Before we get into what needs to happen with a new stadium, what's it need to look like a little bit? What, what does it have to have in it? I just think that's a little bit of fun right now is a projection that if you look at hey, we're in 2022, they have Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback and a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. It feels a little refreshed right now downtown in the city with those guys. It's not perfect. We are still, hey, show me, right? And and fans should be and everybody should be. Show us. Let's see it. We want some W's. Yeah. Perfectly understandable. But if you do look, you feel like you have a quarterback that can lead you into this, this rest of this decade, right? Mm-hmm. You have that guy in place right now. You have to go find that guy. This organization's been looking for that guy for some 20 years, and they have that guy in place. They have a guy that knows how to win a Super Bowl trophy. So it's not like he's a bad coach. We know he can be a very good coach. And so that seems to be in place. They just spent money to build the roster, all that stuff. But I think even beyond that, Austin, as you get uh, like the performance centers coming in 2023, right? Then you have the shipyards. I think their due date on that is potentially around like summer of 25. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the last half of this decade, now we're talking a potential stadium. If the winds, and this is a big if, and I get it, if the winds can come, the excitement can build. Now you start looking around downtown with excitement in Trevor Town, right? Sure. And he's part of the discussion in the entire NFL. Uh, you have Peterson helping lead the way. You have this new, again, the Performance Center, I'm not sure it's going to benefit, like, the fan very much, but it is going to benefit the organization, the players, and, and help it be a first-class organization. Mm-hmm. And then the shipyards, what that looks like, 
Uh, we're already seeing a lot of construction downtown. And then the idea of this new stadium that will attract events, be a talk of Northeast Florida. And we're already talking about a market that is the like, second fastest growing city in the country, I think, right now. Yeah. I mean, you know it. All you got to do is look at Zillow and look at what your home's worth. So I just feel like there's a chance now. It's set up for it to be a really nice decade of the 2020s yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, I get it. It's a little blind faith right now. But and I get it. I'm a sunshine, a rainbow guy. I just think I'm not just there's not it's not like there's nothing in place to make that happen. I think this could be a fun stretch over the next five to eight years if things go well on well, the field, especially. Well, and, and that's the biggest part. It's it's the blind faith. And I think when it comes to money, when it comes to spending, people are very skeptic about where to spend their money in terms of blind faith. Yeah, I mean, I can sit here and say I think Trevor Lawrence is the future. I can sit here and say that Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach. But I don't know if it's going to work here. I hope it works here. But, like, based on what I saw off last season from Trevor Lawrence, yeah, it wasn't his best year. Now, hopefully he can turn that around and then he's the guy who we think he is. But, like, that's blind faith. Doug Peterson, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. I, and also didn't really go too well the, towards the end of Philadelphia with some questionable decisions. So hopefully it works here, too, as well. My only point is in Buffalo right now, since 2018, there's been an, uh, sorry, 2019, I would say. 18 was kind of a rough year for him. 2019, there's been an expectation where, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. And if we don't, it's a disappointment. We're, we're not even close to that yet. And I think if that's the conversation that we're having when it comes to spending money and people contributing, it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah, and then you hope you can flip it into that conversation like a Cincinnati did pretty quick, yeah, right? Yep. And again, I don't even think you have to do that this year. I'm not saying you have to go to a Super Bowl to get that conversation going. Yeah. I think if you can really showcase some improvement, some wins, be in the mix, I think you get a feel. Like, if we're talking about this same topic and they're 8 and 9 next year, this pat this coming year, right? Yeah. And we're talking about this again next March. Now I can make that's a little less blind faith. Hey, it looks like it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Look what Trevor did. Look what Doug did. Look what some of these pieces did. Yeah. I think you can buy into that a little bit more. What do we need to see in a stadium? Let's stay on this for a couple more minutes. Not not going to belabor it, but I like the idea of it. What do what do fans want to see in a stadium? That was part of the survey, mm -hmm. uh, by the way, and. What is the process like over these next handful of years? At least uh, I'll give you what I know um, at this time in March of 2022. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think they're in a way down mode. Todd Bowles is an experienced coach, not only as a head coach, but he's coached for a long time. And I think Byron Leftwich has a bright future, but we're in a win down mode just not only with, obviously, the quarterback, but some of these other contracts. So I think it's the best of both worlds. But, Jay, well, going back to Key's point, I think if we're running the Buccaneers, we can't expect Byron Leftwich to be there long-term. Again, he was within a whisker being the head coach of the Jaguars. So they're going to be good again. He's going to be a hot candidate, and we got to be prepared for him to go. Mike Tannenbaum. By the way, you see the Orlowski stuff today. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Key to the city, baby. Why hasn't he been on the show? I got to do, that's me. I got to do a better job. Yeah. Um, I, I actually had an email fired up, ready to go, and then I got distracted and did something else today. Um, so we will, we'll try to get Orlovsky on. Delphonic trying to make it happen on Twitter Saw as that. well. We appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate the help. I'm sure he can make like Dan Orlowski. I'm sure a, love a, a graphic of, uh, shake your head, Austin Lane. 
Maybe Delfonic can make a graphic of a key, ESPN 690 key to the city of Jacksonville. Are we, so we're talking Dan Orlowski right now? Absolutely. Why? Because we love him. Why? Because he picked the Jags as a sleeper. Who else were he supposed to pick in the AFC? It was either the Jets, the Texans, or the Jaguars. Who else is a sleeper? Really really went on a limb with that one, Dan. Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Key to the city for Dan Orlowski. Yeah, okay. It doesn't take much around here. Mm-hmm. National media hasn't been good to Jacksonville uh, over the years. I hear you, man. Oh, oh, you Dan Dan we love Dan Orlowski on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, I said at least I do. Yeah. You? Yeah. You? I don't care, man. Dude, dude, don't say you, you go on a limb by picking the Jaguars when it was literally either the Jets or the oh, Texans. The Jets. We got three people in the national media that really have appreciated the Jags over time. Sure. Jason Fitz, friend of the show. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, he wants to see Jacksonville do well. Now, what was he an Urban Meyer fan? Yeah. Okay, then. No, actually, was he... I don't but, think he was a big. I mean, he's like kind of he's on the fence. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Sarah Spain was not. Sarah Spain was not either. Um, and Dan Orlovsky, sure, big Trevor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I, I had right? to see. I had to see about twenty-five breakdowns last year. That's right. We love it. I know. And, and oh, I love hey, it. Hey, wh- wh- where are the Davis Mills breakdowns though? I'm saying. You know? And just saying. You know, and then Just on his neck Mike Tannenbaum, who compares the Jags <laughs> to the Golden State Warriors. Right. Yeah, so which, we is, got which is crazy. And by the way, like you're really soft when it comes to the national media hate. So I'm surprised you don't like this a little bit more. No, I'm, I like it when it's like genuine. I, I don't like it when you're just trying to cater to get people to like you. That's all that is. I don't think so. I, I don't think you don't, you, you don't think Mike Tannenbaum said that the Jacksonville Jaguars were the Golden State Warriors because he was trying to get likes and clicks and cause controversy. You think he actually believes that? I, I think so. I think he's bullish. Then can we get him on the show so I can ask him what he was thinking? Uh, yeah, uh, we can try to do that too. Good. Which one? What's the request order? Um, I mean, I, I know Dan Ross going to do, so we're fine there. I, I need to get Mike Tannenbaum on the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, check this out too. Uh, and in other news, uh, speaking of national attention, check me out tomorrow morning. Oh. Um, on Action News Jacks as I'm breaking down the Gram. Uh, yeah, the Grammys for everybody. It's going to be a little uh, Austin Lane special. Give my Grammy prediction. So check You're that out tomorrow morning. On TV tomorrow morning. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. I got it. Aren't you suing them? No. So we ended up working it out, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Okay. This is this is uh, th- th- this, this was is part of the compensation. Th- this was kind of a settlement that we agreed upon, where I TV. am I am now officially like the you know what's going on in Hollywood TMZ type for uh, acting news jacks. Better hey, by the way, better wear uh, some good makeup because we just got new cameras. Oh no, don't worry, I already shot it. We're good, and, and they were very pleased with, with what I what I did. What do you mean so. you already shot it? It's it's like pre-recorded. I mean, I don't want to ruin it's it. It's not going to be portrayed that way on the show. I well, can promise you that. Well, I know. That's why. Why don't give away TV secrets. Well, no, no, it is because it's going to be three days of it. It's like three separate uh, segments. Yeah. Like the Grammys are Sunday? Grammys are Sunday. Who's getting slapped at the Grammys? I know, right? Somebody well, has we'll to slap somebody. That. Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Check me out. All right. Uh, let's get back to finish up our thoughts on the stadium talk. What does a new stadium for the Jags have to have? A renovated stadium, a new stadium, or whatever. Yes. Shade. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me. Seriously, it's like the number one thing. Has, has there ever be. been a stadium that the number one thing has to be shade? No, for sure it has to be because the heat is, and we, we fundamentally disagree sometimes on this, I think heat is definitely an advantage in terms of the play on the field. But also it's a, it's a disadvantage for your home crowd when they can't bear to stay set up there for two hours of pop. So I think if you get shade there, it's only going to help things out. Yeah, shade will be the number one answer. Like if this was Family Feud, number one answer, shade. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. How about this? Do you like from a shade standpoint? Very Absolutely good. Done. Do you like a shade standpoint, an enclosed stadium or an open-air stadium? 
Because I'll tell you what, I really like what L.A. did with SoFi, Casey. You like that open air? You know, coming through, you can still feel it. Yeah. But it's like, it feels like you're indoors. Is a very thin roof. Like, it wasn't like this enclosed, like I'm at Tropicana Field roof. That's true. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, it w- and then you could feel the breeze coming through still. But your like, yeah. rain was not a threat. The only thing that's a threat is lightning there. And then you would have to have a delay if there was lightning. I like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would. I, I just want. I want it open. I, I think f- football was meant to play with open air. I, I don't want anything enclosed. Um, I always prefer the open air. Yeah, and, stadiums. And so just to, I mean, the, they. It looks from the outside like it's enclosed. Yeah. Like you really, but on the concourses, you can tell that it's open air. Like you can, obviously, feel the breeze. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you look up, I mean, it's covered though, right? It is. So you yeah, want so, that to be uh, open? No, I want it open. See, that's yeah, that'll be really interesting because I liked what SoFi Stadium yeah. did, and the temperature's like usually good. Now it's not as hot in LA, I don't think, and they can oh, get yeah. even colder weather. You're, but you're, you're you're gonna bake these fans here in Jacksonville if you yeah. get that close. But I think the tricky part will be shade versus open, right? Like, how do you do that? Kind of like Miami did. Yeah, because well, Miami's still open, right? It's just the fact yeah. that it's got the, yeah, the what do you call it? The awnings. I, I, I would say the yeah. over. Yeah. 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 Yeah, awning is kind of like a feel of that, at least like from a visual standpoint. Yeah. Um, and what else? What else does stadium need? I mean, that's that's <laughs> all. Well, I mean, like I said, put put egg rolls back in the press box. But besides that, no, I mean seriously, like that's. I, I think shade is the biggest thing. No, we need better food for the regular people, like myself. Okay. Yep. You'll be. I, I will say this: when you the baseball stadiums got built, mm-hmm. the newer ones, their food enhanced. Like the one thing I'm like. like New Yankee Stadium sucks. Like, it's awful if you've ever been to old Yankee Stadium. Because you don't feel the ghosts. You don't feel any the history. You don't. You don't get to be haunted, so that's a problem. No, you just don't. Like, there was some... Listen, if you've been to the old Yankee Stadium, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just... You can feel it, man. But mm-hmm. obviously, they redid it. It's a beautiful park, but you lose a lot of that. Well, I will say this. When I went to Yankee Stadium, I mean, the food, I felt like I was at, like, a five-star restaurant. Yeah. It's like, they serve this at a baseball game? Seattle, <laughs> like the, the Mariners got sushi there. That's where it's at. Don't they also have uh, crickets? Yes. Yes, I got you. Yes, and yes, they do. Do you have one? No, I've never been to what, the Seattle like Mariners game. World crickets? Yes. Yeah, they have crickets. Yeah, they do. Really? That's yeah. the that's the uh, it's like the food of the future. Wow. Yeah. Because like, we try that after thirty three year old gum. I would much rather have a cricket than thirty three year old gum. I tend to agree. Yeah. A little crunch. Well, really? yours had crunch too, though. I actually. did have crunch. Yeah. And ours is supposed to. <laughs> so here's the deal. Process started two years ago, right? It's the building is safe and sound. Haskell Group did that. Uh, they can build on that. They can renovate on that. Mm-hmm. The next thing, they they are asking for input. This survey today was a big part of that. They'll continue to ask for input. They'll get that. They'll gather it. They'll hand it off to people that then will start, you know, building out a stadium. What it could look like, should look like, how much it will cost. But the renovation also helps this. You don't have to move out of town for a year or two while the stadium's being built or go play at some high school field or wherever else. Like, they would probably have to go to Orlando mm-hmm. if they were to build a new stadium. Mm-hmm. But now you can renovate like Miami did, and my, you can do it in pieces, in phases, so you can still play the games mm-hmm. at the same Kind of like what they're doing a little bit right now with the Performance Center. They're going to practice inside the stadium. They're going to bus in training camp to other places to do it. So you can finagle a way to do it. Now that it's a renovation rather than it is a uh, complete rebuild of a new stadium. I really think, like, we could be talking 2027 to 2030 of, like, a new stadium in Jacksonville. 
Like, that would be really cool yeah. to think of. That's not that far off, man. That's I mean, that's like five to eight years away. And this process, we're all along for the ride on. There'll be some disagreements along the way, but I think it's fun and exciting. It gets even more fun if Trevor and Doug and the Jags can win some games. For sure. It really does. And uh, hopefully they can do their part in helping speed this thing up along the way. I'm a big fan of it. Hopefully it happens uh, sooner than later down the road. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Part of winning on the field is shocking your mock. Who are you going to pick in less than a month? April 28th, the NFL Draft. We shock your mock next.